Welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. On today's episode, I am joined by Teddy and Sonia Surge, the founders of Sand Sisters Los Angeles. Sand Sisters is a youth empowerment nonprofit in the Los Angeles community, and their programs are designed to encourage children to show up as they are, be themselves, live active and healthy lives, become leaders, and build high self-esteem and become positive and active members in their communities. Everything that Teddy and Sonia do from their summer beach camps to after-school enrichment programs, it's all about empowerment. And I love how through their programs, they've not only empowered countless kids, they've also empowered themselves. Through their work, they've created authentic connections that empower and make every child feel seen, heard, and valued. Isn't that what we all want, to feel seen, heard, and valued? I know that so many of us can relate to this because once you do feel all of those things, it is such a game changer. I was so touched by the conversation that I had with Teddy and Sonia. There is something really special about them and their bond. They really love and support each other and they love and support these kids and the families that they work with and there is real magic here. And that magic and that connection I think is really what sets them apart. This is truly their passion and I was just so happy to have the opportunity to experience that magic for myself. It's funny, on today's episode, they talk a little bit about Sand Sisters Fairy Dust, and there is so much Sand Sisters Fairy Dust in this episode and in the work that they're doing. Their work and their mission is so powerful, and at the end of the day, it really all comes from the heart and the deepest parts of who they are. With Sand Sisters, Teddy and Sonia are following their passion, doing what brings them joy, and having a really incredibly positive impact on these kids' lives, and I really believe in turn having a strong impact on their own lives as well. I just love the connection and the community that they've built. As always, to find out more about today's episode, head over to the show notes section of the website, seekthejoypodcast.com forward slash show dash notes. Everything uh, that we talk about in this episode and all of the information for Sand Sisters and Teddy and Sonia is up on the site there too. Today's episode is so, so good. It's real and honest and vulnerable, and I am so excited to share it with all of you. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Teddy and Sonia. Hi, I'm Sonia Serge, and I'm a co-creator of Sand Sisters Los Angeles. We are a youth empowerment nonprofit in Los Angeles. And Hi, I'm Teddy, and I started Sand Sisters in 2012, um, wanting to create a space for girls to come and just be themselves. And with my background in education and my love for the ocean, I combined the two and started a beach camp. And it started with just one girl. And now we've um, interacted and taught and mentored over 500 girls. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So it started with you, Teddy. And then Sonia, at what point did you come on board? I came on three years ago. And Teddy and I were thinking about like how we wanted to take the feeling and the, the morals and the values of Sand Sisters and turn it into an after-school program. So that's when we filed for our 501c3 and just started teaching girls after school. 
That's amazing. So how many schools are you in right now? We were in the Crest Santa Monica School District, private schools, and now we're doing friend groups for kids who are in public school. For both of you, I mean, what has the experience been like, I guess, creating San Sisters LA? I mean, I know it started as a beach camp, but moving into schools, I mean, what has that journey really been like? Um, it's been really amazing, and the community and our community, community in particular has been really supportive. Our um, The girls become, you know, like daughters or cousins or sisters, and the moms do too. And just the support from even our friends that are our age, we started doing women empowerment like workout events just like so you can get your glow on with your friends and we felt like that adult aspect was missing because we were just hanging out with kids all the time and we're like wait what about us we're not getting exactly what we need here we're giving a lot but we also want to connect with women our age and learn from them and have mentors for ourselves so that's kind of where we created the women empowerment workouts we do quarterly so not every day or every month but Every season we get together and it's really nice. I love that. I think you're right. I think that is missing. I think you can get together with your friends or you're busy at work and you're kind of hanging out with the people you're with at work. But that empowerment aspect, I think as you get older, I think it's missing. And I think to find a community or to create that community where you're empowering one one another by empowering yourselves through it, I think is really important moving forward for for all of us yeah the best ones we've found are when we bring some of the games that Sonia's created or we've collaborated on together to the adult workouts after we sit in a circle and you know it's really hard for adults to even like compliment themselves or say what they're good at or tell a group what their passion is and seeing like a 30 something year old woman not be able to do that's kind of sad and so like we want to be there for those people that need to work on themselves or have someone to talk to or just find a friend in us. And that's our whole mission of Sand Sisters is to start the girls young with loving themselves and caring for themselves and being able to stand in a group and be like, you know, I'm amazing, you know, at soccer and I'm an athlete and I feel my body strong. And, you know, and then you can carry on and you can, you know, spend your whole life without self-doubt, basically. Yeah, I love that because I think – even in, within my group of friends, I think it's really hard to build ourselves up. I think we think we're being, um, for lack of a better word, maybe like arrogant mm-hmm. in the sense that you're talking about yourself in such a positive way or you're complimenting yourself. And we don't really live in a culture right now where that's encouraged. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a position where someone will say, well, what are your 10 best attributes? And I sit there and I'm like... I don't know. (laughs) 10? That's a lot. But it's you have to be able to talk highly about yourself that way before anyone else can really see that in you too. I mean, you have to see it in yourself first. And if I had started with a program like yours as a young as a young girl, feeling that self-love and not doubting myself and the encouragement and the empowerment, I know it would have made a difference. For both of you, I mean, where did that emphasis come from? Did it start from experiences in your own lives? Yeah, we were raised by a single mother. And so she worked a full-time job and then a part-time job on the weekend. So we were always by ourselves. Like we had a great, you know, childhood, but we were just always seeking out women, whether it was like our friends' mothers or our teachers to be our own mentors. And that's where it stems from. Um, I kind of stems from not having to go through. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of emotional. <laughs> but okay. um. 
like in your 20s when you're lost like if you can like if we could provide like the tools for a girl to not have to go through that like that's what I want to do yeah I understand the emotion because I think when when we talk about empowering ourselves and I'm going to get emotional too but when you talk about empowering yourselves we live in a I really say this all the time but we live in a society and in a culture where there's so much comparison Mm -hmm. and you look at whether it's how you look physically, how you feel emotionally or where you are at in your career there, you're constantly comparing. And I think it leaves you feeling lost, like you were saying, but also kind of, um, inferior or that you're not enough. Comparing is the worst thing you could ever do. Oh yeah. 100%. You're not starting in the same place as any of those other people. You have different qualities, good and bad. You have a different, life in general yeah you know so if you have a goal and you want to get there you can do that so comparing is like the first thing you need to get rid of or you're always gonna feel like inferior that's a good word yeah and I and I think what you're doing is to start girls off young so that they don't maybe go through what we've gone through or what our friends have gone through you know so you kind of start them off feeling hey I'm me and there's no one else like me and I'm important and I have something to contribute and I think that really changes um changes the game it really does for these girls what do you feel like you've learned the most about yourself going through creating San Sisters LA, moving it into an after-school program, and, and I also think building these connections with, with these young girls? I think through teaching every self-love and self-confidence and just trying new things that would preach to the girls that that's like impacted me and I live that way now. I don't know if honestly if like at the beginning in 2012 that was happening. I feel like this was like a business move. But now, you know, five years later, this is like what I eat and breathe and sleep. It, it's very real. And I like I'm putting myself in situations that I never would have because I'm confident to do that. Like I'm running the LA Marathon. Oh, my God. I've never been a runner. I just signed on to a modeling agency. And like walking into those rooms with strangers judging you, like you have to be confident. Yeah, and, like, absolutely. And it just doesn't bother me because it's like it's out of my control like they are looking for what they want I'm I'm not that person cool but it doesn't take away from anything I can give yeah just working on myself and being trying to be better every day in 2018's here and that's when you set goals and we try to set goals once a month but at the beginning of the year it's always a really positive thing to set attainable goals so you don't feel like you know you didn't accomplish what you needed to do yeah or if you can tick off like two out of three, that's hmm. awesome. Yeah. Or one out of yeah, three. Totally. You know? Yeah. yeah celebrate that. Mm-hmm. And like celebrating like the small things is a big deal. I learned that when we were part of the Women's March last year, I asked someone that was um, marching who was a very talented like person, what do we do now? And she said that. She said that was really good advice to like celebrate the small victories. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal, whether it be you're a kid and you actually got an A or a B or whatever makes, you know, you worked on that week. Or for me, is like, oh, I just ran 10 miles. That's a personal record, you know? Yeah. So celebrate small victories is a big thing. Yeah. And be happy. Yeah. Life is short. <laughs> you know? Just be happy. Yeah. And like, if you celebrate, like, that's part of happiness. And yeah, don't be afraid to toot your own horn. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> For me, 
I mean, I always say this to Teddy. I feel like Sand Sisters saved me mm-hmm. because I, whenever I was out of college, I don't know, I just felt very lost, like we said earlier. And I had an advertising and marketing background, and I just, I don't know, I felt like I have a connection, a really strong connection with the kids. And by creating our social emotional learning journal and like, telling them and teaching them about goals and about rituals and about self-care. It's like I became that. Yeah. And I really feel like I got out of my head because, yeah, in my early 20s, all I, I had a lot of self-doubt and I, it's kind of like I just needed Sand Sisters selfishly, you know, yeah. and then created something really beautiful for the girls. I feel like we sort of learn through teaching, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I've certainly learned a lot about myself through creating and starting this podcast and connecting with like-minded women like both of you and, and learning from them and their journeys. And I think your point, Teddy, about celebrating the small moments, I think if you wait for those huge like parade moments, mm-hmm. you're going to be waiting a really long time <laughs> yeah. to celebrate. And I think we can find something in every day to celebrate. And even if it's just you woke up this morning an hour earlier and you got your day going. I mean, that's something to celebrate. And right. It, it really, it <laughs> <laughs> I am too. <laughs> because sometimes, you know, it's like, I, I can't. And for you, Sonia, I mean, mm-hmm. when you say that Sand Sisters saved you, I, I really feel like a lot of people can connect to that by finding an organization or a program or starting or joining one that the mission really connects to a part of your heart and your soul. And mm-hmm. and uh, I think it has to be really incredible for the both of you to see these young girls through the social emotional learning that you do and the journaling and, and the connections. I mean, it has to be really empowering and awesome for both of you to see them sort of rise up and and gain that confidence too yeah I mean we just have seen girls for the past five years grow up to be like total introverts not wanting to even go to school to being um like class president Mm. so not not to like Toot her own no, horn, but, but, toot but your own I horn. know, I know, and her mother knows, and everyone knows, like that we were a part of that. Yeah, and even Sonia, when she's teaching the journals, it's a ten-week program, and at the beginning, it's like, hey, give like accept a compliment or give a compliment, and that's just like what? Yes. Yeah, stand up, stand up. Right. You're gonna share your page. and it's just like, oh no, I cannot, I can't stand up in front of everyone and share. So, and then by the end of the 10 weeks, it's like they're blossoming. They want to share first. That's they're so cool. They're so comfortable, and the cr- space we create is, like, such a safe space for them. It's, you know, it's just yeah. kind of like a Sand Sisters, like, fairy dust I love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're pretty good at making ourselves vulnerable, too. And, yeah. like, I might be, like, the hard-looking one or, like, the boss sister, but obviously I start <laughs> crying first. No, you're sensitive and, at your core. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, so, like, I might be, like, the sportier one, but Sonia connects with, like, another kind of child. So, like, between us, we might seem, like, twin-type people, but we're totally different. And, like, so the girls have an opportunity to be with different kinds of women. Yeah, and I think showing girls that there isn't one mold, right, and there isn't one... um image and I think that's so important it seems like 
just sitting here with both of you, you really complement one another. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you're sisters. And I know when I'm in a room with my two sisters, it's, it's kind of like that too. You know, you feed off of each other. You you know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Uh, maybe not weaknesses, but just where the other person succeeds or can or can share aspects of themselves that, that maybe you can't. I mean, what has it been like for the both of you working together as sisters? I know you live together and I mean, how has that dynamic been like with Sam's sisters? I mean, we're blessed. Like we really are. Yeah. (laughs) Such a baby. No, it's okay. She's my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so lucky to have that, you know? Like we fight about stupid stuff. Like who's going to go walk and buy us quesadillas, you know? Like, (laughs) no, I'm on the couch. I've been on the couch longer than you. That sort of thing. Not about work or. Yeah. We're on the same page with like what we want out of life and how we can help each other get there. Because we both have other things we want to do also. Yeah. So to support each other is very nice. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't have that. I mean, to what Teddy said, we grew up like just her looking out for me, basically, and it's still that way. <laughs> but it's just nice to have a bond that not a lot of people have, and hopefully we'll expand Sand Sisters, and maybe one day we'll move out of our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> We've been here for seven years. Oh my gosh! And in college, Sonia came to the same college as me, and we even roomed in college. Oh my together. god! So you can't get rid of each other. You're no, stuck. No, we life. would definitely live on the same street. Probably. Oh yeah, I but our grandma and her sister did that too, Aww. and even our mom and our aunt did. So that's like in us. It's sort of. I think it's in your DNA. Yeah. I think this is what really sets you both and San Sisters apart is this bond and this connection and the willingness to be vulnerable yeah. and to share that vulnerability with with your girls and and I can even see it through your social media and that's why I was really excited to reach out and to connect to both Thank of you, you because I think I think it, that vulnerability and connection is really lost on so many of us and and to have that and to be so willing to be open and share that aspect of who you are I think it really it really sets you both apart thank you would you say this is your biggest passion Sand sisters and the connection and yeah I do for me it is I mean obviously I'm a big crying ball of emotions and it's because it does touch my heart and it is it is what I want to do and I want I mean, if any girl, and I'm not crying because I'm like unstable. Just I, no. I'm like a Hallmark crier, you know. You like and I, I, share I can't, that in I can't read a card without crying. So just maybe I could get it together and talk. I think, yeah, like I like to teach the girls those tools, like self love tools, like look in the mirror and compliment yourself, because like I still work on that. You know, if you like gain five pounds or lose five pounds, you get. In your own head, and you can oh, yeah. like rip yourself apart for no reason. Yeah. But then on a good day, you're like, wow, I'm awesome. But I feel like if on the bad days you can say that too, then you can do anything. I mean, I think when I'm with the girls, it's like I'm just so happy. And we're just, you know, we just have a bond. And it's so hard to start a nonprofit and just with two people. Like, we have some help, but it's like, Teddy and I have been doing this. And so there are a lot of times when you want to give up, but then you're like, no. You know, I've worked so hard, and we've met so many kids and so many families. So it's like, it's our calling. And so we know we're going to grow in 2018, and we just can't stop. (laughs) Another reason I like to hang out with kids 
is because like that's us like like the good part of you is being a child and like if you can find that inner like child within you then you are happy mm-hmm. you know if you yeah. can be goofy and be playing like lava monster in the ocean and i'm like <laughs> acting crazy with like seaweed on my head like the more power to me like other people might not understand but it's like i'm having some real fun out there you know and the kids are and the kids are happy they're like an adult's gonna like do this with me they they feel seen they feel heard they feel loved in those moments my phone's not with me you know like we're at the beach that's a time you you know your phone's not really available no you know you're in the ocean (laughs) pushing them into waves and boogie boarding and high-fiving and yeah. yeah, we see some magic out there, and it's really cool. Yeah, it's that um, connecting to your inner child as an adult. This has come up for me like four times this week. This is crazy, but it's it's about connecting to your inner child and letting it out, and so you can have those connections with those kids. And if you can connect to those moments that brought you joy as a kid, so if that's riding your bike, if it's going to yeah. the beach, if it's hiking, you know, it, that's gonna really excite you and bring you that joy and. I think if we can do more of that as adults, you know, because the world is really serious. It's really serious right now, I feel like. And I feel like the more we can have fun and push each other in the ocean and put seaweed on your hair and and really Mm -hmm. connect, you know, with them that way, I think it's really good for us, too, as much as it is for them. It is. And it, it shows them that what you do, you can carry on with you through your whole life. Like Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic we just read this year and that was one of her points is like don't forget what you enjoyed as a child like one of her examples was this lady loved to ice skate she's Mm -hmm. like I know I'm not going to like go to the Olympics or whatever but like twice a week she went and had lessons and she like her she was so much happier yeah and so that's just another thing it's like find what makes you happy and then just do it even if it you know just an hour a week or two hours a week you'll feel so much better and the you brought this up a little bit teddy but the heard seen and valued and making sure all these kids want to feel that way do you find and i know you talked a little bit about the 10 weeks with the journal and Mm -hmm. but do you find that by the end of it they really feel heard seen and valued and is it on like a day-to-day thing or is it just you kind of see it evolve as the 10 weeks go on I definitely see it evolve within the 10 weeks with new girls but like at we're in schools in Santa Monica and I've had the same girls for four years in a row mm-hmm. like or three like years in a row since I started so they like re-enroll every trimester semester and then you just hear them say Sonia and they run down the stairs and they hug you yeah so it is like a building relationship but it as everything it takes time but yeah I mean we're really there we're really hands-on and I think that might be part of how it or why it's harder for us to grow because like we are like the gem of it and like the girls want to be with us yeah and so if we have 500 families we know if we showed up like and just like set up camp and left it would be a totally different situation. You would need to find people who have that connection that you've brought to it. Yeah. So that's why we're trying to build an online program. So it can be us. It can be our personalities. And we can share it with more people. Because most, not all, but most kids have access to a computer after school. So we're wanting to build an online after school program. So Sand Sisters can be in your home. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our 2018 goal. And it's going to happen. We've already 
talked to some people. Mm. Um, so that's really exciting. But yeah, we're the brand. We're the voice. It comes from deep down in our hearts. And you can't pass that off to a teenager looking for a summer job. No. No. No, because it really is about the connections that you've built and you've created. And, you know, I love the idea of an online program because you can still infuse yourself into it and, and be present even if you can't physically physically be there. You talked a little bit about that. That's a 2018 goal for yourselves because we are in December and we are moving to the new year. And when this podcast comes out, I think uh, it will be January by that time. But for yourselves, I mean, what has the role of setting intentions and goals? I mean, what is that? What kind of role has that played in your life? I mean, it's major. We did our summer solstice goals with a friend on her roof and lit candles and Mm. wrote them, read them. I think we burned them. Um, I took a picture. We took pictures, though, so we knew what they said. Yeah. And I mean, I had done probably 75% of what I wrote down. And it was like, you know, to-do list type things, but also like how to connect with people and how I went to also have male friends and things like that. And that happened over summer, over this season of summer. And that was pretty heavy, you know? Like yeah. You really can put that out there and manifest what you want. And it's if you keep it positive, I mean, possibilities are endless. You know, there's room for everybody here. There's more than enough, more than enough to go around. And I just think if you can bring people up and celebrate you and celebrate them. And I mean, life's fun. Like, why would we uh, turn on the news? Just keep it off. Just yeah, don't keep turn it that on news off. Yeah, don't really, it on. though. Seriously. Yeah, if you can just stay in a positive little bubble more like do it. Yeah. Why would you? I mean, be aware, but yeah, you also need to like limit that negativity. Yeah. Yeah. I've evolved quite a bit and I've started like rituals for myself, self-love rituals, going to yoga, hot yoga, like saves my soul. Mm-hmm. Just little things like that, that literally make me so much better. I meditate every day. <laughs> I hike all the time. I literally, you know, I just love to be outdoors and in nature and connect with that. Yeah. The reason I asked you is because I think that component, I think a lot of people are searching for that and how to, you said you have self-love rituals and Mm -hmm. you meditate. And I think for so many people, they're looking for kind of like that structure of how they can be there for themselves and give themselves that self-love and care and attention. And and it looks so different for everybody. And I love, Teddy, what you said about staying positive and you wrote these intentions down and you, seems like you really created a summer solstice ritual for it, which, um, which I love. And I think it's amazing to look six months down the line after and see, you know, Mm -hmm. how much of it you accomplished. And even if it's 70%, I mean, that's huge. And it almost was like scary to look at the list because it's like, oh no, what (laughs) have I not done? Yeah. But then I looked and I was like, yay me. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And then that third thing I didn't do, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't meant to be, or maybe I should do it. Or maybe it's coming. I don't even remember what it is, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Something that I've learned along the way with with people like who are experienced like self-esteem issues or self-doubt is I used to like beat myself up physically for what I looked like, Mm. but it was like the smallest, like now it seems so dumb. Like I was like, oh my God, my feet are so ugly. And I wrote this in an article. (laughs) I was like, 
I can't stand my feet. They're so gross and like, you know, I don't know. I just, yeah. there was something in my head, strange. which is very strange. But <laughs> then I went to this workout with this girl and she is a healer and she was like, what do you mean? She was like, these are the feet that are let you do this workout. These are the yeah. feet that let, you know, walk you around and give you life. Basically, you know, I'm so blessed to have them. And so then she's like, every time you do say something negative about yourself, you literally have to say stop. Yes. So like I would be in the shower, like, you know, washing my feet and I'd look at them and I'd be like, you know what? I love you. Like you have to just change your mindset. And that's a huge thing. Like with self-doubt, it's like you literally be like, stop in your mind and be like, stop. And then give a reason why you're grateful for that part of you. Even in my young 20s, I did go to therapy a little bit, and my therapist said that your brain is like freeways, and like when you can go just crazy on yourself or other people, and and you have to picture like a stop sign, and like picturing a stop sign and like saying it, you really will stop very quickly, like probably within the week. Like that might sound like hocus pocus, but it no, is it's real. powerful though. And if you did that you can stop yourself from thinking about anything. If it's a person, if it's something you don't like about yourself, if it's just something nasty, yeah, train yourself to stop. And like, and then on another level, if you could replace it with something kind or loving, yeah, you're on your way to healing. Yeah. And I mean, I think everyone's still healing and always will be. And if you're not evolving, like, that sucks. You know, <laughs> like you're sitting in a valley just chilling yeah. on a picnic blanket. Yeah. Why would you do that? Climb the mountain, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, Go do that. it. Yeah. It, I think, yeah, it's important to stop yourself when you start going down that negative self-talk path uh, because it's really, it's really hurtful to yourself. And I love what you said about your mind is like a freeway. I don't know if you've seen these studies of water droplets where they say kind things to the water and then another set, they say negative mean Mm -hmm. things. And you can see the differences in the way the water droplets sort of evolve and your words matter and it's a vibration and it carries a frequency and it really has the power to shift your whole mindset, your, how you feel that day. And so I love what you said, Sonia, about, um, what this woman said to you about your body is like, you may not love it every single day for the way it looks, but it carries you through those days. You know, you're able to walk, run, hike, swim, breathe. I mean, yeah, these I've are things to be thankful for. Yeah. Training for the marathon mm-hmm. too. It's like, what? I am so capable of doing anything. Yeah. And it's mind over matter too. So the ma- the mind is just such a powerful muscle. So use that muscle and build it, you know, healthy instead of unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, but it's true. Yeah. How do you build up that self-esteem and those self-love muscles for yourselves? I think time blocking and taking that time for yourself mm. is a must. And I don't think it's a, hopefully you can do it every week. It's like, you need to find that 20 minutes a day. Yeah. You know, even if it's, if you just like snuggle yourself more while you're waking up or yeah, it's like getting out and trying to work out right now for me or taking the extra steps and walking to lunch instead of driving to lunch, mm-hmm. just like small changes make a big difference. Like I can see that in my body and I haven't even been like, oh, I'm up at 6 a.m. running 10 miles a day. But you, I can tell and I can tell how I feel about myself and like confidence and other people. And you just like glow a little more and you're a little lighter on your feet and you feel better because you took care of yourself in the morning. 
And just even like sitting down and we've been having coffee at home, it's like taking a minute to just sit and chill. And maybe you meditate, maybe you don't, maybe you watch the Today Show. I don't know. <laughs> but sometimes it's like really nice to sit and watch the view. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. hey, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, get you it know? to be straight, Whoopi, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, I so love that. So just get that 20 minutes of self-love in, however it is. And that's just a me moment, I think. I say time as well, but with every practice, like it takes time to, you know, become something substantial and more powerful. So I just, that's why we encourage girls to start young, but just, yeah, put in the time, start setting routines for yourself, even like beauty routines, health routines, change, you know, what you eat in the week. (laughs) Yeah. Just create, yeah, routines and rituals. But if you're talking about a self-love muscle, then you have to work it out. Yeah. And after three days of not working out, you kind of lose all your endurance and you're going to have to start over. So if you can, just keep going. You know, one day off, don't beat yourself up. Two days off, uh uh-oh, what's happening? Three days you're going to start over, and that is discouraging. But try to maybe do it with a friend. Tell people your goals. If I tell people my goals, I'm like, oh, no, they're going to ask about it. And then I have to do it. It keeps you accountable. Yeah. So why not share? And like, don't if it is like a huge goal that sounds like totally insane, the more power to you and you probably will do it. But the more people you tell also, maybe they can help you. Maybe, you know, they'll send you prayers or positive vibes that night in their bed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got to share. It's all about community and connecting. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then. Start figuring it out, girlfriends. Yeah. yeah. No, true. That It is that community and that connection. And um, by sharing, you hold each other accountable. So where do you feel like you feel the most like you? Um, I feel the most like me when I'm outdoors in nature. Yeah. And that's a huge thing is we like to um, have the girls connect to nature without technology, without phones. And we also started teaching an oceanography class. Mm. So we... Yeah, it's just... Yeah, being with those girls, I feel like it's got to make you feel really grounded and and that you're really contributing and and making a difference um, Mm -hmm. in their lives. And and being out in nature, I think, for me especially, is where I really feel the most like myself. Right. Um, Just where you get that alone time and Mm -hmm. and by yourself. and Yeah, yeah. you feel connected to everything. Yeah, we talked a little bit about this too earlier, but when we talk about joy and, and finding joy and what does joy feel like for you in those, in those moments? Joy makes me feel free. And that's yeah. the thing that I always, I've always wanted to just feel like free, like feel free of like negative self-talk or any like harboring feelings. Like whenever I feel joy, it's like, I feel bliss. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. It's a, to me, it's just like a ray of sunshine. It's like I'm free and I'm content and I'm just happy. So I know we talked about this a little bit before, but what are other things that you guys do to, to bring yourselves joy and, and to fill you up and, and to keep you going? Um, for me, it would be traveling and Teddy as well. I'm sure yeah. I could speak for her. But recently, just like... A, I give myself the gift of travel. Like I love to go and immerse myself in another culture and just, you know, like take a break from what we have. And then I always feel like when you go to another country and you go to another city and you actually do let yourself become like emerged in their culture, you grow and your, your mind grows and you just, 
you know, you just become a more well-rounded person and a more like free-minded, accepting person. I love that you, know, you make travel a priority. Mm-hmm. I think um, for so many people, we get, and me included, but we get kind of lost in the day-to-day uh, grind of what we're doing and we don't think about setting aside that time. And when you come back from your travels, do you feel like energized and for re- sure repowered and yeah and ready to go yeah I always like I just went to Prague in mm. the Czech Republic and they had these beautiful like basilicas and these huge cathedrals and, and inside all of them there there's concerts so you could go inside any church and like there'll be you know a symphony and it's so beautiful so on my last day I was just sitting in the church and I just like wrote in my journal for like the entire concert and it was just like all of my ideas were flowing and like I was like releasing things that I had been thinking about and it's like I felt so much lighter when I came back like I didn't even have like any doubts of what I had been going through I was like you know what I kind of left it there in that church and then I made you know plans for the the future I love that I think it's so important to have those moments and those experiences where the creativity just flows and Mm -hmm. you're sort of in flow and in sync with everything that's sort of going on around you. For you, I mean, now that you're you're not traveling, obviously, Mm -hmm. but do you find you have those moments of creativity and those bursts of of creativity like you did in that church? We have like flare ups. (laughs) Yeah. Where we're like really roaring to go, you know, and then you just want to like like right now, we really want to make 2018 a really like productive year for us yeah. and ha- give more like access to our journals to the public, just not like private schools or the schools that accept us into their program. Right. You know, it's like we want to be able to reach so many girls and that's why and hopefully move into an office space. Yeah, we well, just have to make it work. Yeah, I love that. I think um, the more you, the more young women and girls that you can reach mm-hmm. and empower. And um, I'm really touched by the way that you both have really empowered yourselves along the way with empowering these young girls. Mm-hmm. For you, what for 2018? I know we've talked a little bit about intentions and goals, but is there a certain number of young women and girls you'd love to touch or reach or? Or is the sky sort of the limit that way? The sky is the limit. I feel like we could double the number that we've mentored like since 2012. Like I feel like we could mentor a, a thousand girls. And this is by saying like Giving Tuesday we had donations. So we're going to be finding youth centers. We're actually going, hopefully going to go to Hawaii to do our friend owns a surf school. Oh, and wow. she wants to put on an empowerment event through her surf school with the, a youth center there. So we're going to be expanding and doing new things and kind of like keeping it fresh because, you know, monotony is not fun. But yeah, we're just going to grow and then hopefully be able to reach kids online by like May. Yeah. So we'll have a good half of the year yeah. too. I would love to chat with you guys in like six months, eight months, whatever it might be and, and see where you're at and, and, and touch base that way. I think it would be awesome to sort of, um, I don't know, see, see where you guys are going and kind of go that way together and, and check back in at that time. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. For someone who is in your position, Teddy's position also, where they want to empower themselves or empower others and and follow what it is that they're passionate about, I mean, what would be your biggest piece of advice? My biggest piece of advice would probably be to not do it alone. Mm -hmm. I always am scared to ask for help. And that's something where it's like people like to help other people. Yeah. So if you do have a passion and you do think you can, you know, carve out time to practice it, 
ask for help if you need it. And people are there and will be willing to help you. I found too that it's hard to ask for help. Mm -hmm. But once you do, it's amazing the way those people can start to contribute to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe they have an idea or a a facility or just Mm -hmm. a way that they can contribute. And um, reaching out, I think, is is really important. Yeah, very yeah. important. And we talked a little bit about this earlier, but it just occurred to me, such a huge part of what you do is about having these young women feel, or young girls feel valued and seen and heard. And would you say in having them feel valued, seen and heard, has it helped both you and, and Teddy feel that way too in your own lives? Oh, for sure. And I feel like it kind of gave us an identity in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Like, with the girls, with the schools, and with the parents, and also, like, with just the general community. Like, if we go to a surf rider, like, volunteer event, it's like, oh, there's the Sand Sisters, you know? It's just kind of given us, like, like I said, an identity Yeah, to be, like, these girls who are <laughs> mentors, and, you know, people love it, and they yeah. encourage us to keep going, and... It's a great thing. That identity, I think, is is so important because mm-hmm. this is such a big city. Right. And I think it's so easy to feel lost, you know, yeah, within it. for sure. Within it, too. And do you both have mentors in your own lives as well? I mean, you, you play such a strong role in these young girls' lives as mentors. And right. You both give them such, um, I don't know, just a great feeling and idea of, who you can be and, and what, what you can become and, and being authentically who you are. I mean, do you have mentors like that in your life as well? Yeah, so I think you should have a mentor in your life throughout your entire life. And obviously they say, like, never be the smartest person in the room, mm-hmm. but always be around people that you want to be, you know? So, yeah, a lot of the moms have actually stepped up and become really nice mentors mm-hmm. to us and take us, like, out to breakfast once a month. And they're business women, so they give us advice on what we should be doing. And it's just, you know, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome to have a mentor mm-hmm. and someone who is sort of where you want to be or has experience in that, in that field. Um, yeah, having a mentor can really help shift the direction that you go in and having a mentor I think it makes it easier to be a mentor right because you can sort of pass along that knowledge that you have right that you have as well yeah before we go what would you say is is your biggest dream my biggest dream I started writing a book Hmm. and I it's it's just it's funny because I feel like right now it's wonderful like the future is female movement and self-love movement it's amazing yeah But I feel like sometimes it's just like there's a meme and it's like, how can we empower women by like making money off of them? You know, like Mm. all the brands. Yeah. So I'm I'm writing like a kind of cheeky book Mm. and it's a self-love book. Oh, I love it. For a girl entering her 30s, but it's like funny lessons from our childhood because we have like the best stories ever. Oh my God. (laughs) I love that. So that would be a huge dream. I mean, it could be a close one to accomplish, but. I, yeah, I'm writing it. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I love how you're incorporating so much of the self-love and, and showing up and, and the themes that are such a huge part of your lives, but also of Sand Sisters. I feel like that's, I love that. So where, where can everyone find Sand Sisters LA? How can they get involved? So our website's uh, sandsistersla.com. Um, we're pretty active on Instagram. So follow us at Sand Sisters LA. Um, you can always... Um, email us our emails on our website and our instagram 
to volunteer or to like do a collaboration. If you work for a corporation and you do give back, even like a mentor session with our girls, we could like bring our girls and you guys, they go through a set of questions and we do games and have food. It's really, really beneficial to the girls. Yeah. So that's another thing that we like to do with um, big groups. That's amazing. I guess just one thing I wanted to say was Teddy and I are like, as a nonprofit, we're on the ground and like we're on the ground making these connections with kids and helping them. And that's one thing that does set us apart. Like if you just want to you know, be a nonprofit and like sent, like Teddy said, send anybody in. It's like we're actually on the ground doing things and making an impact. Yeah. And that's why we hope that like people in the community in LA would like consider like donating to us or connecting to mm-hmm. us or volunteering. So that's one thing that we've always been hoping for. Like, so people can actually realize, and I think you can see it through our social media. Yeah. That we're like, we're doing it yeah you're really, 24 you're 7 and it. we're there for the girls and so that's just a thing that we would always like ask for support from people yeah and I think as you grow that support is so important to you mm-hmm. and and I think a lot of people may not know that there are organizations like yours out there right who are looking for support and, and who welcome that support and and we'll include all of that information um, in the show notes for this episode yeah. so people can reach you and I, there's got to be people out there who want to volunteer their time and and be part of it so I am just really inspired by what you both are doing and the connections that you're making with um, these young girls and I, I know I told you this when we were um, emailing back and forth to set up for this podcast but I know for myself if I had an organization like San Sisters LA and and an opportunity to feel valued and seen and heard and in a, in a situation outside of my home, you know, at school or with, with friends that way, I really think it would have um, played such a huge role in my self-esteem and, and moving forward. And I just know you're having such a positive impact. So thank, well, thank you, you so Sydney. much. Thank Thanks you. so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, anytime. <laughs>